Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fitness Journey Podcast, Episode 4. All right, today's guest is my man, main man, Jay Lakaihu. All right, everyone say what's up to him. Uh, say what's up, Jay. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, so we're going to get to know Jay. Um, cool guy, uh, NYPD officer, been in the CrossFit game for a while, uh, definitely a freak athlete. Um, so we're going to have to find out uh, how he got that way and uh, where he's at now. So uh, first question, as always, is uh, how did the fitness journey start? Like what got you into it and uh, what were you exactly doing at the time? Um, started started playing sports at a, at a young age. So my parents got me involved in um you know, baseball uh, at a young age. So I'm from the Bronx originally, so I played for the Kingsbridge Little League. And then um, I played Pop Warner football down there too with the Bronx Eagles. Um, I've always been active. So uh, like martial arts, things of that nature, I was doing that. I was a very uh, rambunctious kid. So my, my parents always put me in some kind of activity or something just to make sure I was getting that energy out. Um, I moved up to Yonkers in like 1996 and then um, Went to middle school up there, like junior, well, junior high school, rather, I should say. And then um, I went to Saunders High School, played football there for like two years. Just kind of, you know, we didn't really have a great program. So I just was like, eh, I don't know if I want to play sports. So I just kind of like rollerbladed in the interim. And then um, just kind of, you know, just did what kids do, you know, just worked out at a regular like bro gym. And then um, uh, at like 21, I got hired by the NYPD. So, um, I kind of got scared because like uh, the first thing they tell you is that they're going to work you out like crazy. So I just like two or three months before the academy, I just ran my ass off. Um, I did lots of calisthenics and just ran. I'm talking about I was probably averaging like three or four miles a run. Um, so by the time I got into the academy, like the run wasn't the hard part. The hard part was like the cows. We did. Um, so the way they did it down there is that you would have like a heavy calisthenic day and then like a heavy run day. So no two days would ever be the same. So you don't know if you were going to, like, depending on the instructor, there was a guy, and I'll never forget this dude's name. His last name was Caputo. He's a sergeant now. Yo, my man opened up with 500 push-ups, bro. Like, broken down in sets, obviously, but it was 500 total push-ups. And I'll never forget that dude because he could do push-ups all day and have no problem. So depending on who was standing at the front of that class is what you were going to be doing that day. So if I knew I had a guy to, that was a runner, so we were going to be running. But if there was a dude up there that just liked to do, like, squat thrusts, burpees, push-ups, things of that nature, I just knew that we were going to be doing push-ups or some kind of calisthenic workout. So um, got out of the academy, no, it was, like, January of, like, 06. And then um, my cousin was telling me about this thing called CrossFit. I'm like, CrossFit? The hell is CrossFit? He's like, I'm telling you, bro, it's, it's everything in one. <laughs> so um, at the time, the only gym that was close to me was um, CrossFit Westchester in White Plains. So um, I took a journey up there with like three other cops from Yonkers and I uh, was up there for like six months and got my feet wet a little bit, but I just noticed like I just had no motor. So then um, I said, all right, let me just take a break. So I went back to like bro gyms, just doing like, you know, compound movements, bench, dead, back squat. And then um, I ended up going like a few months after that, I went to CrossFit Gotham and that's kind of like where my journey really started. That's like 2013. And I really got like embedded in in what CrossFit is and, and like what it's about. That's cool. Now um, I have two questions. Like, what was your shape? Like, what kind of shape were you in going into the academy? Into the academy, and then like when you came out of it and started doing CrossFit, like what were you looking like? How what were your strengths at? Like, were you really passionate about fitness or just doing it to kind of stay in shape for the academy and your job, or were you like, oh, this is this is something I like to do kind of regularly? Um, 
Yeah, I was in pretty good shape. Uh, I went into the academy uh, at 230 pounds, exactly. I remember that. I was 230 pounds. When I got out, I was 208 pounds at like 8% body fat. Just because you couldn't keep any kind of muscle. I dropped whatever gains I had, I lost in the academy. So um, when I got out, um, it's like weird. Like, because most precincts, they have a pretty decent gym, but it's not like you're not going to be able to clean in there. It was just straight, you know, iron plates. And, and they had like most precincts down there have like what they call a, a 300 club. So there has like a list on the, on, the, on the wall of the gym, of the precinct gym, and it's like who can bench press 300 pounds. So like first thing I wanted to do was bench press over 300 pounds. So like at that time, you know, 22, 23-year-old Jay was bench pressing. My max one rep was like 405. Um, I could do 225 for 28 times. Like I was, I was in pretty like legit shape. And the crazy thing about down there is like as soon as I got out, they um, were like, hey, dude, um, I heard you play football. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I played some football. I was, I was running around with some semi-pro teams in the Bronx. And they're like, yo, uh, you know, we got a football team for NYPD. You got to come out and play. So um, it, was, it was great because back then Hofstra had a training facility where the Jets trained at. So I remember walking into their, their tryouts and their open tryouts. It was back then, like 2006, 2000, 2005, 2006, they were very, very, very competitive. So you'd get like 60 guys coming out for the tryout. And that was just six guys trying to get on the team. They already had an established team already. So they would do like, like a three-day camp type of situation. And then um, they would make cuts on the third day. So I walk in. And it's Kevin Maui and um, Lavernius Coles were like walking out as I was walking in. I was like, oh, this shit is real. <laughs> so they do like kind of uh, like kind of a combine status. So my fastest 40 ever was a, a 4.46. So at 20, I was like 23, 24. No, I was like 23. Um, I ran a 4.640, um, and I hadn't been, I hadn't been training speed or anything like that. I just kind of went there dry, ran a 4.640. Um, vertical was like 39 inches or some shit like that. And then, um, so I was in pretty decent shape. My mile was like 6.23 at the time, so I was in pretty good shape. I just didn't know, like, I wasn't well versed in how to properly clean or properly snatch. Um, and I wasn't, definitely wasn't doing like burpees for time or anything, anything like that, so. <laughs> My conditioning probably wasn't the best, but like my strength numbers were pretty good, you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, um, I know you play for them now. Um, yeah. So that that was your first time being introduced to it. Uh, did you end up making it that year, or was it super super competitive? What was that like? Yeah. So um, yeah, I made it that year, and it's funny. I, just, I had dislocated my shoulder uh, two weeks before like this damn mini camp, and uh, they were like, "Hey, listen, dude, just take it easy. Keep the shoulder." healthy so that when we start hitting you'll be good so they pretty much was like dude you got it don't worry about it so I kind of just pretty much bullshitted my way through the tryouts and then um when the season came around that's so back then it was super chippy like you, we were hitting every practice they don't do that anymore but we were hitting every practice and they were like some bruisers on that team and um you got to understand how big that department is it's 40,000 dudes right so now you're getting a couple of guys who played d1 couple guys that played D1, AA, D2. Um, and then you had, like, a few ringers that were, like, in the league. We had a guy. Um, went to Rutgers University. He was a wide receiver. He had made their Hall of Fame. He played for the Chargers for, like, two or three years. Then we had another dude that um, he ran track. He was, like, a 400-meter Olympic sprinter um, for Guyana. Uh, he just ended up having to become a cop. Like, he's, you know. So uh, th there was, like, some legit talent. And... Um, you know, it, it, it was tough, dude. Like, I ain't going to lie, man. Like, it was tough. Um, I was a second string outside linebacker. Um, played everything um, everything on special teams. But to get out on the field at your said position, 
was it was tough because dudes had time on. We had a lot of guys from like the University of Albany. We had a dude that actually played um, at Marshall. Then we had another dude. Um, actually, the dude that played at Marshall, I think he was there when Byron Leftwich was there. So, like, these are legit ball players, but they just happened to, you know, not make the league and end up becoming cops. Yeah. So, um, the, the talent was definitely there. And then, you know, you play other, uh, you know, police departments or public safety um, members. So, there's, like, sanitation, um, you know, Philadelphia Police Department, uh, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth Police Department. And then, uh, obviously, the game of the year is FD, which they call the Fun City Bowl. And that's a very nasty game. It's actually gotten a little nicer since I've been gone, because I took like a 10-year break and then came back. But, I mean, it was a nasty, nasty game. Like, dudes would try to take your head off, so you had to keep your head on the swivel and, um, you know, just bring your A game. But it was fun, man. Like, it was legit talent out there. Like, dudes that played in legit places were out on that field. That's pretty sick, because, you know, you don't hear much about that, but yeah. you think you should, because of how, like, you know, just crazy it is playing teams like that, like Fourth Worth, Dallas, like, yeah, you know, like... That's sick. So you leave the academy, you said, mm-hmm. okay, and you get introduced to CrossFit Gotham, which uh, well, wait, CrossFit Westchester first. CrossFit Westchester, then into CrossFit Gotham, yeah. and now you walk into this place in Gotham, and like, what's your first impression when you see it? Like, what is like, what are you thinking? You know, like, what what's your first impression of CrossFit, which you obviously get into? Uh, well, yeah, I thought CrossFit was dope, man. Like, I, I just knew I had glaring weaknesses, especially with, with conditioning. So um, the good thing about being at Gotham was the guy that was the head coach there, I think part owner and operator, Mike, uh, really helped me realize that I had potential to be, like, somewhat of a legit athlete. So um, they started, like, a good strength program, and I just got stupid strong. And then um, I started just – working on my Olympic lifts. I mean, probably should have did a little bit more of it. Like, I, I hadn't really split jerked or anything like that. He just wouldn't allow it at the time, so I was just push jerking. So, you know, you can only go but so far with a push jerk um, or, like, a power snatch. So um, I just needed to learn some of more of the intricate movements, but I got way better than I was when I was at CrossFit Westchester because when I was at CrossFit Westchester, I didn't give myself enough time to grow in the sport. I just kind of was like, damn, I don't even know if I really want to do this. I was still into, like, benching heavy you know, buys and tries type of situation. But I was noticing, like, like, the cleans and the snatches were helping me on the football field and it was also helping me as a cop. Like, when you try to move a human being that's 200 pounds, it, it helps when you can clean over 200 pounds. So, you know, those, those fast twitch muscle um, fibers that are firing off when you're doing, you know, these cleans and these, and these snatches definitely helps when you're trying to move human beings. So I noticed that the, that CrossFit was making me a better police officer, and that's when I was like, all right, I think I need to dig my heels in and really just go all in with it. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just, things just kind of took off. Like I always said, hey, I want to squat 500 pounds. Did it. I want to pull, you know, 600 pounds. Did it. Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, snatch over 275 pounds. Did it. It just, you know, I started setting goals and then I just started crushing goals. And I just, you know, I, I kept it pushing. I kept, I, you know, I'm still on the journey, you know. Like I always tell people, it doesn't ever stop. You'll set a goal, and then automatically you want to raise the ceiling on that just because you got there and you achieved it, and it's always like, what's next? You know, and that's the one thing I like about CrossFit is no, like, there's no end point. You can always improve on something, and you can always get better or improve on a weakness. Yeah, and those are some ridiculous numbers, like a 275 snatch. I mean, that's the first, that's the most impressive in my eyes because that's just something different. <laughs> yeah, that's just, you got to be psyched up after that. Um, but so now CrossFit Gotham, um, 
you do your thing there. You obviously appreciate of the coaches at the time because they it seems like they got you really into it and acknowledged you and made you into something pretty big. Now from there, like, uh, what what was your reasoning for bouncing around? Because I know you've been to a couple gyms. Um, like, where where'd you go? Um, what how else were you like other than just like improving upon yourself in the gym? Like outside from a competitive aspect. Um, you know, what were you doing really with the sport of CrossFit? Um, so my reason for bouncing around is I got my level one when I was at CrossFit Gotham and I wanted to coach like really bad. So, um, you know, he had said, Hey, you know, you get your level one, you know, you can start shadowing and doing things of that nature. And then, um, just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth that I wasn't able to coach. So I was shadowing for like six months and then like nothing came of it. So I was just, all right, you know what? Um, let me just see if I can go to another gym. So I kind of went back to, um, I went back to CrossFit Westchester because they were going to have a Pelham location. And I was like, oh, that's super close to my house. Um, the spot looked like legit because like the only issue I had with like CrossFit Westchester was like I had to run upstairs if I ran a 400. That was my only issue. Otherwise, I would have went there. And like at the time, parking was horrible for me. So like if I went to a certain class at a certain time, I just wasn't able to park without getting a ticket and even me being a cop in the city white plains dude they would write us so i was just like you know what that was my only reason for not staying at crossfit westchester um but the pelham location had like free parking and had a garage door i could run out of and um it was great because i brought all my boys with me so had a bunch of dudes that were training with me um at gotham and then a few a few other dudes that i knew from like the local area that came over with me so i was at crossfit westchester pelham for like three years. So I was there for a substantial amount of time. I did some coaching there too. Um, and you know, that's kind of how like my, like IG kind of started was like there. Cause I started putting up all the crazy numbers was like at CrossFit West, uh, CrossFit Westchester Pelham. So um, kind of like people started seeing my numbers and like, oh, who's this dude? And I was competing at the time. We did like Flex in the City. Uh, we finished second at Flex in the City. I uh, competed with Chris Guerrero. Um, Lindsay Rainwater, who's, she was a regional athlete team. She was on the team with um, with Will. Um, so, you know, like legit athletes, like I always said, I had it in the tank to, to, to probably get to that level. I just got into the game way too late. And, you know, it's like, I work nights. So it's like to actually dedicate the training to get home at like four in the morning, try to get eight hours of rest, train however many hours a day, and then go back and then do that again. So, you know, I just didn't have, and that's on me. I just didn't have the dedication to to um, really, really like drive myself to be like a top tier athlete. Like I always admired Will for that, because like Will, like legit, is a monster. And but he put the time in, you know what I mean? And he made the adjustments to do that. So like, I've been a cop since I'm 22. So it's like if I if I would have found the sport at 22, I definitely probably would have taken that route, where I would have probably just dedicated a little bit more time to see how far I could go in the sport, you know, and I, I kind of jumped in the sport at like 28 and I was already, you know, gainfully employed. So it's just like, eh, you know, is it the main thing for me or is it fun? Um, you know, local comps are cool and stuff. Cause we did like battle of the boxes when that was a thing, when people used to come, come out for blood at battle of the boxes, like, you know, cross the 914, Mike McKenna and those guys, like, you know, we finished second to them one year. So like, if I ever competed, it was always like, you know, you know, it was a podium type of situation, but I never got to that regional level because I never really put the time in that I probably should have, you know, in order to master any craft, 
got to put those 10,000 man hours into to, to be a master of whatever craft that you're doing. And I just I didn't have that like mentality to, you know, push myself to that point. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what a lot of people don't realize. It's like they just think like these guys are genetic freaks. They are. But, you know, the amount of work that goes into it is beyond that. It's not even a comparison. Um, now, you talked about it like very briefly how it like helped improve your career do you think that like it positively impact like how you've been a police officer confidence wise um you know just like in general with life situations from starting crossfit did, were you just more of a confident person in what you could do uh on in the workforce but also outside of it just like as a human oh yeah 1000 percent um CrossFit definitely breeds better human beings as far as, like, being stronger, faster. Um, I definitely noticed a difference if I was chasing, a, you know, a subject. I was catching them. You know what I mean? If, it, if it's a straight-on sprint, unless that dude was, like, legit, like a, a, like a speed demon, I've, I think I've only lost, like, three foot pursuits in my life, and, and those guys kind of had to jump on me. So, um, you know, I wanted to be a SWAT guy. So there's obviously higher standards that needed to be set. And being a CrossFitter helped me become a, you know, a SWAT operator. So, I mean, that was huge, man. You know, you have to run a mile and a half, I think, in the 70th percentile. So it's based on your age group. So between the ages of 20 and 29, you have to run in like 10 minutes and 49 seconds. So the average guy that was going out there was failing it. You know what I mean? We had like, a, you know, a few guys come out and fail. You know, and then you have to complete a certain amount of sit-ups and a certain amount of push-ups, like I said, according to your age group and gender. Um, and, I, and I crushed it, bro. And it was just like because I was a CrossFitter and, you know, I wanted to be a breacher. So I was the guy with the ram on the door. You know, I can clean over 300 pounds. So swinging a 200 pound, you know, uh, ram into a door is nothing because I already know how to manipulate, you know, uh, an odd object and, and, you know, and swing it. So, you know, CrossFit definitely has helped me as a, as a police officer. Um, and it also kind of changes the, the dynamic too. Like if you walk into a room, right, and you see a police officer who's kind of like squared away, you can see like he's got some veins in his forearms, he's got some biceps, he looks like he lifts. You're gonna think twice about doing something crazy. So um, I definitely owe CrossFit a lot to my like career because um, you know I've been I've been a cop for 15 years and I've been in a specialized unit um, I think since my like third year or fourth year as a police officer. So I haven't spent much time doing like generic police work, like patrol work. Um, I was always in some kind of like conditions unit or something of that nature. So, and I attest that to, you know, just a lot of it, you know, being fit and being, you know, and having to pass these, you know, um, requirements. Like I'm a state certified, um, like PT instructor um, through, you know, DCJS. And I had to pass, you know, a, a pretty rigorous um, physical training program. And tear enough, I wasn't doing CrossFit. I probably wouldn't have uh, passed it. And it's funny because I was running next to a dude who was a, uh, who's a, you know, a CrossFit guy out of um, Northeast, and he, he was going to East Chest at the time, but we were legit running a mile and a half, like, side by side. And then it was, like, two other dudes that were CrossFitters from when I was at Gotham. So it kind of shows you what the trend is. Like, there was a bunch of CrossFitters trying to become state certified, like PT instructors. So that kind of speaks for itself. That's cool. And, um, that, yeah, I mean, it just, in terms of, like, 
overall health, it's one thing. But, like, if you really want to see, like, that athletic development, I mean, the CrossFit, it just touches upon everything. There's no other sport like it. And the terms like bodybuilding, you're not going to be running miles, powerlifting, strongman, don't really matter. You could be strong, but, you know, you have to be able to chase someone down. It's not just about necessarily being strong. So you got to be able to combine the both. And that's pretty much, that's what's cool about CrossFit. Now, um, if you wouldn't mind like talking more about it, like your career, like what were some of the like crazy tests you had to do? Like while you were on the Academy, that was like, wow, like, I can't believe I kind of did that. Like, well, like for you being strong probably was something that was kind of more natural than for others. I'm sure running for you was like impressive, but anything that like really stood out where you're like, wow, like that was took work and I got it done. And I gotta, I gotta say that was sick. Um, they have this thing called the JST in the NYPD. So it's called the job standard test. And it's quite different from what they do out here. So here they run a, a Cooper test. So a Cooper test is basically like a mile and a half run um, push-ups and sit-ups, and it's all according to, like, your age and gender, right? But NYPD does it a little bit differently. It's an obstacle course, which I think is probably more ideal yeah. than having to do a Cooper test, right? Because, you know, obstacle course is more applicable to, like, what you're doing on a daily basis. So there's three, there's two versions of the test. So to actually get on the job, you have to do it. Um, so I, I'll explain the, 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 the test. So the test is you start from a kneeling position. There's a six-foot fence. Right. But it's um, so it's a fence the first the first time you do it. And then that fence turns into a wall. So now I'm pretty sure as a kid, you jumped fences. Right. You start to see who who didn't jump fences as a child. You see this right away. So you start from a kneeling position. They yell, go. You start. You stand up. You jump over this fence. How You get over it however the hell you can. Um, so you can figure that out on your own. Right. And then you run to these stairs. Right. And the stairs are like a pyramid shape. So you have to traverse these stairs seven times. You can skip going up. You cannot skip going down, right? Okay. So you got to do that seven times. Now, mind you, if you skip um, going down, that doesn't count. You got to go back, right? So you have to keep that in mind, right? And then you do that seven times. And then you have this thing. I've never seen this machine in my life, but it is a crazy-ass machine. So it's, it's, just, it's like a push-pull machine, right? So when you pull it, right, you have to do four. It's like a semicircle. It only goes in 180 degrees, right? So you got you to do this thing like four times, but there's four 45-pound plates on it, right? So I don't even know, like, what the thing weighs, but I know there's, there were four plates on it. You push it in, you do four traverse, you do uh, um, four revolutions, and then you pull it out and you do four revolutions. Obviously, it's harder when you're pushing it in because you have to keep it in, okay. right? Pulling back, you can just lean back and use your weight to do that. So you do that four times on both, pulling in and then pushing in. And then you have to do what they call a pursuit run. I forgot what the what the meters are, but it's like a triangle that they set up, and you have to run it. I don't know how many times, but it, it comes out to some so many meters. So after that, there's a 180 pound dummy that you have to drag, but you cannot grab it from underneath the arms, which makes makes it easier. You have to there's a rope, and you got to drag it, right? So that's dead weight. So you could kind of manipulate the body if you can get underneath it, but if you have just a rope to drag it, that makes a world of a difference. So. You drag that thing, I don't know, however many feet, I forgot what the feet are. And then at the end of all of that, they tell you to take, it's a, it's a gun without a firing pin, right? And there's a metal ring. So while you did all of this and you're fatigued, you have to put this gun through that metal ring and you have to um, yell out 16 trigger pulls. So it's like one, two, three, four, and so on. If you hit that ring, they hit a ting, you fail that whole thing, right? So my graduating class had, we started out with 2,300 guys. Um, and then we ended up graduating like 1,200 and some people. I finished in the top five percentile. So there's a runoff. So you basically do that test 
um, you know, and you do it as fast as you can. And if you win that, you get the physical fitness award. I was a finalist. And the only thing that messed me up was I missed the stairs going down. So I, lo- I had like a three or four second um, penalty. Other than that, I, th- I think I would have won it because I ran so hard I puked. So uh, I think that was like one of my greatest feats because the, 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 the pool was so big. It was so many guys. There's so many athletic dudes. And for me to make it to that point, I was like, damn, bro, like I almost had it. Because if you get this award, you can kind of pick where you go. You can pick whatever precinct you want to go to. So, I, I, you know, I wanted to go where I, where I grew up, which is the 5-0 precinct. But, uh, you know, I messed up and I, and I uh, got penalized a few seconds. See, that's what's cool about fitness, like being able to relate to something like that. Like that's just a whole different ball game. It's not like you just, you know, you can go into any gym and you'll find a guy who can clean and jerk 315 pounds, mm-hmm. like, which is, you know, it's sick. It's nuts. But to like have fitness be able to like produce something like that, a story like that for yeah. you and like, you know, it's, that has to do with your career. Obviously, your, your career is very physically demanding, but still like that's just like an, a story that's unheard of. And there's obviously within that pool athletes just up to your standard, you know, like football player this that d1 this what but you know who knows how they were training what they were trying to do to do that and yeah. maybe you had an upper edge just by doing the sport of crossfit i'm not here preaching that's i think i personally do believe it's like the best thing you can do but um you know a lot of people argue with that and that's fine but at the end of the day it, it definitely seemed like it was probably the best route for you to go the way you did and utilize that to help out your career see and that's what it's about that's that's the coolest part about fitness to me it's just how I could do that so yeah, 1000%. that's sick so now um you know where you, now I just want to hear uh, where you're at now what are you up to like fitness wise and what else has it brought you in life like you know I mean of course it's brought you strengths and conditioning and uh, clearly now your career after hearing that but like friendships and experiences like what, what have you else have you gotten out of fitness that's pretty cool to touch on um, I built some great relationships through fitness um, through fitness and social media. Uh, CrossFit brought me, so CrossFit kind of created a whole other world for me outside of law enforcement. So law enforcement is like one aspect of my life, and the second aspect of my life is, you know, fitness. And through fitness, I've met so many great, great people, and I've been able to travel the country and meet different people just by going to different competitions, um, linking up with a few guys from different companies, and, you know, just building bonds like that. I remember when the games were still in Carson, I went out one year just solo. And um, I ended up linking up with the guys from like Caffeine and Kilos and um, like Dean and Danny Lur and these guys were like kind of, hey, man, this kid's pretty cool. So, you know, I kind of kept a relationship with those dudes. So if I ever traveled out west, um, I was able to train at their gyms, um, you know, obviously got some swag. Uh, you know, I was able to, you know, you know, get some pretty dope things. But just building the relationship with good people, you know what I mean? And and I think that's the one thing I can say about CrossFit. It, the, the community is such a great welcoming community. Um, you know, even going to like, like, you know, I went to Wadapalooza one year and I was hanging out with, with, um, Ryan Schultz from, from Ramwad and I, I built a great, you know, relationship with him. So if they ever had something going on, he'd be like, Hey man, if you're around, dude, we're going to, you know, do something. I met guys like Christian Harris and, um, you know, um, had a part to do with their, uh, you know, the move fast living, uh, invitational, <clears throat> excuse me. I was a brand influencer for the invitational. So I basically had a discount code. You can get tickets and so on. So I was able to just do that and. And uh, that's kind of led me to my, like, social media journey where now I have, like, several podcasts that I'm involved in. And, um, you know, I kind of I, I do some brand consulting as well. So it's just it, it's helped me out, you know, to the point where I think I'm going to have a second career in fitness because of this or something fitness related. Um, and 
that's one thing that I can say that I truly enjoy is helping other human beings become better. You know what I mean? And that's whether it's a mental aspect, um, whether it's a, a, a spiritual aspect. I just um, like our job as human beings is to just help people become better human beings. So I feel like CrossFit has given me an opportunity to do that because it's put me in a light outside of, you know, law enforcement. Because, like, you know, let's be let's be realistic. You know, when you go to work every day in the capacity of a police officer, you don't really see the best people. And you're not really portrayed to be the best human being that you can possibly be. But if you're outside on your free time working with people and helping them become better, people start to see the genuine person that you are. So that kind of, you know, makes it a little bit more easy for me to go to work. So I know, like, I got to work X amount of days this week. But I know, like, after I get out of work or before I get to work, I'm able to see some people that I enjoy being around. And I, you know, build some great relationships. And, you know, I pretty much can go any, I can go to any gym in Westchester. People pretty much know me. And, you know, I can drop in and train with some monsters if I wanted to. So, I mean, CrossFit has definitely opened up some doors for me as far as, like, what I want to do in the second phase of my career. I only got five years left as a police officer. And once I'm done with that, dude, it's definitely going to be something in this field. That's awesome, man. And like you said, like, you know, um, how you enjoy helping people out. Like, I think I feel as if like, uh, like I, I'm the same way. And I feel like a lot of people who get into fitness, especially the CrossFit community feel that way. Like they just, they truly love helping others. And um, I, I love to hear that from like people, especially like you who, you know can get in touch with a lot of people it's like important there's a lot of people that are in it for the wrong reasons and it's it's good to hear about the people who are in the right ones and that there's people out there that truly care about others and that's something that you want to pursue after your career that's already involves helping out other people's being a police officer man i mean that's no joke especially when you're you're not just you know up in mount pleasant or something you're truly doing some tougher stuff um and you've done some awesome jobs so um man this was fun and uh i truly appreciate you coming out here brother um say say your last words uh just kind of want to say i'm proud of you for doing this uh this is pretty dope it takes a lot to kind of get involved and 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 like you know start to get your feet wet and things like this you got a great voice for this so i think you're gonna end up you know doing well with it just just stay on like point with it you know what i mean like you said you've been consistent with the podcasting every week just stay on top of it i know we spoke about some things like off uh you know off recording you know that'll just help and make it a little bit easier for you if there's anything i could do to help you out just let me know and i'll i can more than happy you know to help you uh you know help you out with your podcast appreciate that brother all right guys thanks for joining us stay tuned next week for uh episode five hope you guys enjoyed it catch you later